Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Expressing the Kingdom of God. Um, I want to go a little bit deep with us. Not too deep. A very simple thing. So, Father God, we thank you this morning. We just exhort you. We magnify your holy name and we do appreciate you for your love. We are here once again, Father, to receive from you instruction to walk in the way that you have so ordained through your word. Give us insight, give us revelation, and grant us wisdom. Even as I speak, Father, my audience, may they receive impartation and revelation beyond what I'm going to communicate. In Jesus' name, amen. So we start in this series calling it Expressing the Kingdom of God. And uh, I want you to pay particular attention in this which we are going to be doing. I'm going to give you some, some point at which, by which you can express the kingdom of God. You know, in Romans 14, 17, uh, the Bible tells us through 18 that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, right? Good. Then the next verse says, verse number 18, it said, for he that is in these things, what things? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. He that is in this in serve Christ or serve Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. He that is in these things, what things? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit, serve God. Is acceptable to God and approved of men. Praise God. Now, so we're going to be dealing with these issues about the kingdom of God and some of the things that you are supposed to work with on how to express the kingdom. Because you know, Luke 17 21, the Bible tells us the kingdom of God is within you. Is that all right? It's an expression that comes from within, it's a power that flows from within, it's a thing of the Holy Spirit. And again, um, mighty 12 verse 28 tells you precisely, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. So the kingdom is not what is coming tomorrow. The kingdom is right here. So we're talking about how do you express the kingdom that is readily available? What are some of the ways by which you express the kingdom that is readily available? And if you are truly a kingdomite, if you are truly somebody who is born into the kingdom, remember, you don't die to go into the kingdom according to the book of John chapter 3. God speaking to Nicodemus. Remember that? You must be born again. Except you are born of the water of spirit, you cannot see the kingdom of God, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. So you are born into the kingdom, you don't die to go into the kingdom, you don't get translated to go into the kingdom, you don't get raptured to go into the kingdom, you are born by the spirit into the kingdom of God. Are we together? Right. So now that you are in the kingdom, we are talking about how do you? And don't forget, in Matthew chapter 6, if you're reading from uh, 9 to 10, Jesus teaching the people when they told him, you teach us how to pray. So when you pray, say this. Our Father which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And what's the next thing you find there? Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it's not something you go up to heaven to get. God's will is to be expressed through his kingdom, which is on the face of the earth. He is asking us to pray for his kingdom to come. In the true sense, if we take time to study the Bible, there is not so much indication that God wants you to go, but rather he say he is coming. Did you hear what I said? God is always coming. He wants to come. He's not really thinking about you going, but he wants to come. He wants you, through you, right here, to express his will, his glory, his power on the face of the earth. That man may see God manifested on the face of the earth. Praise God. So, we're going to be dealing with some of these facts and uh, I need you to pay very close attention. But this point I'm going to start with the word transparency. How do you express the kingdom? One of the factors by which you express God's kingdom is being transparent. Because you see, the kingdom, which is the life of God, which is the church, ought to be a transparent body. 
Transparency is actually the quality or state of being transparent. Amen? When something is transparent, you see it through. Praise the living God. No shade, no darkness, no, you know. You need to be transparent if you are a kingdom person. And we're going to be talking about that. In your business, in dealing with people. In fact, scripture simply says, let your year be year and your nay be nay. You don't need any two, any two things. So if you tell me to wait, I should be able to wait for how many hours you're asking me to wait. If you say wait for me for one hour, it should be one hour. That is kingdom expression. Are you sitting there with me? If you give me a program for 10 a.m., you should start by 10 a.m. You know, all this concept about what people call African time is rubbish. If there is an African time, it's no kingdom time. You are a child of the kingdom. You are not an African in the true sense. Is that okay? You are a child of the kingdom expressing the kingdom in an African situation, but you don't be in an African context. Okay. So, you don't give me time 2 p.m. and you are showing up by 4 p.m. while I'm waiting for extra two hours. You are not a kingdom person. Let's read some scripture. Revelation 21. From verse number 1. Bible says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. New heaven and a new earth speaks about the New Testament. This is directly in contrast to the Old Testament. That's what he's talking about. The heaven, remember in Hebrews, it talks about shaking of the heaven and the earth. That the former heaven passed away. So he's talking about the Old Testament in relation to the New Testament. That is just it. Are you there with me? Hallelujah. For the first heaven and the first heaven were passed away, and there was no more sea, no more multitude of people who do not have or who are being swayed by dictates of the world. Those who don't have Christ, unstable people. Anyway, those are all the things I'm looking for today. Verse 2. And I just saw the holy city. New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven prepares a bride and a dove for her husband. The New Jerusalem is a church. Is that okay? We've come to the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. That was the New Jerusalem. We are in the New Jerusalem. You have to understand that. The New Jerusalem is compared to the old Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Are we there? Go to verse, uh, what verse I'm going to take now? Verse 3. Let's look at verse 3. Let me see. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. Now go to verse 21. And the Bible is talking about the New Jerusalem now. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, and every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold. You know what that means already, right? Street of the city being pure gold, divine nature of God. As it were, what? Transparent glass. That's the point I'm coming to. The city was, as it were, a transparent glass. Now, in those days, you know, when you talk about the glass mirrors, they were actually polished surfaces that can reflect. You know what glass really means, anyway? The glass with which you look at your face. Is that okay? Right. We're talking about something that is transparent, something that is open, something, I mean, you can see through and you can get complete reflection. The city is like a transparent glass. And if you are living in the city, you should be living in a transparent form. Hallelujah. Because you must understand that the city speaks about the people. It's not talking about a geographical location. It talks about the new church, the heavenly Jerusalem. And if it's transparent, and you are the one to express this new Jerusalem, 
That means your life should be transparent. Even in business, whatever thing you are doing, you should be transparent. No deception, no craftiness. I'll come to that. Go with me to Exodus 24, verse 10. Exodus 24, verse number 10. Oh, now, these children of Israel, Bible says, and they saw the God of Israel, and he was under his feet, as it were, a pavement of cypher stone, and it were the body of heaven in his cleanness. The body of heaven in his cleanness. What's the body of heaven? The church. You and I. No shade, no darkness. The body of heaven in its cleanness. This was like prophetic of the church that is coming forth. Hallelujah. Are we together? The church is supposed to be transparent. It's a place where I'm not supposed to be fine. I mean, looking for all to see things that are contrary to the nature of the life of God. Darkness ought not to be found. Dark spot ought not to be found within the church, which is your life as well. It talks about the sapphire stone. This one of the most valuable and lustrous preacher gems. It's a blue nature, you know, light as a color and frequently used to describe the throne of God. You can think about Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 26 if you have the time to read that. Hallelujah. Now, when he talks about the body being in his cleanness, you can find the same thing in Revelation chapter 4, verse number 6. Revelation 4, verse number 6. Hallelujah. Are you there? And before the throne, there was a sea of glass, like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne, around about the throne, were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Complete wisdom. That's what it means. The eyes of understanding, something I know what to see, to perceive. So when you talk about full of eyes behind and before, talking of complete wisdom, complete perception. That's before the throne. But the component I'm raising here, the Bible made us understand that the throne, what you see there, was what? Like a sea of glass, like unto what? Crystal. It means it is clear and plain. It's something you can see through. As a matter of fact, go back to the Old Testament and discover that before you move in there, there's always a bowl of water. That's a sea of glass. You pass through that to go into the most holy place. I mean, the holy place, that is the most holy place. There's a sea of glass. That's why I describe it before the throne. In other words, you can approach the two of glass without clearness. In approaching the throne, we are moving from the realm of, of dark shade, if you will, to the realm of complete transparency to be able to approach the throne. Meaning, if you must live the life of the kingdom, because right now you are an embodiment of God's tabernacle, you are a carrier of his kingdom, you are a revelation of God's throne. The four beasts speak about, I mentioned that a few days ago, about the four beasts, remember that? Good. The man, I mean, if you can remember, the ox, the eagle, and the lion. These are the four beasts before the throne. Making out about the complete wisdom of God that surrounds the throne by which God's throne is moved and expressed upon the face of the earth. Jesus was an embodiment of the four faces that we're just describing. Praise the Lord. I know some of you are still lost now, but I'm, I'm coming down. You'll get it very quickly. Praise the living God. Alright, but the point I'm, I'm making you to see here, we said the throne... He has a sea of glass, like unto what? Unto crystal. That means it's completely clear. Remember, I'm dealing with issue of transparency. You're dealing with people. You live in the life you're supposed to live as a child of God in the kingdom. You should be transparent. If you give people a word, they should believe you for what you say. Are you there with me? Praise the living God. You know, when, when you are not transparent, when, when people don't trust you, you can hardly, how do I put it now, create conviction in the life of people. 
to do what you are supposed to do. Even if you are in leadership. If you are in leadership and your words are always contrary to the things you are telling the people, they will lose confidence in you. They will lose trust in you. It could become very difficult for you to take people to where you are supposed to take them to. I'll give you an example. Why do you think the children of Israel say, let us go and spy the land and see if uh, the land that God is taking us to is actually what it is? Moses has already told them, he's taking them to the promised land. Is that okay? But because they found that Moses married in Ethiopia or whatever, the people lose trust in him. You said you're building a community of God's children. You've gone out of the way to do this. They lose confidence in Moses. And someone must say, let's go and possess the land. Say, let's go and find out if what Moses is saying is true. That is the only reason they went to search the land. They wanted to be sure if what Moses is telling them is true. So if you're not transparent with the people you're dealing with, you lose your trust. Your husband, you are not transparent, you lose the trust of your children, you lose the confidence of your children. That is not kingdom lifestyle. Are you still there with me? Don't make promises to people that you can keep. If you're failing, get back to them while you fail. They should give you time. Are you still with me? I have to settle an issue. Somebody made a promise to another person and said, Every month I want to help you with 5,000 in addition to your salary so that you can live well. The first month the person did that. The second month the person will come true. But now that the person doesn't want to, but the truth is that the finances of the one that made the promises went down. Now instead of coming up to say, My brother, I'm not sure I'll be able to cope with this because my finances came down. He's trying to still maintain his position. Now he became a liar on the side of the other man. Be transparent. Are you still there with me? If you make a promise you can't keep, just let the person know why you can't keep the promise. Because you see, you make promises and the people are building hope on your promises. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? I need you to get this fact. If you make a promise to somebody and you are unable for circumstances that these things can no longer come through, let the people know. Hallelujah. So here we find that the throne of God is completely clear as crystal. And we are carrying His throne. We are carrying His body. We are the body of heaven. And the Bible talks about the body of cleanness, as it were. Hallelujah. Let me show you some facts here on how we live, which is not supposed to be kingdom lifestyle. James 3, verse number 4. James 3, verse number 4. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not. And lie not against the truth. What is that supposed to mean? It means the truth you carry does not contain envy, jealousy, and strife. You can't be claiming to be a kingdom person, you 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 revealing kingdom God and stuff like that. What did I say? James 3 14, I said. Come again. Is it correct? Right. Are you with me? Praise the living God. You can claim to be somebody who is in the kingdom and yet within you is strife, envy, jealousy. You're lying against the truth. What's the truth? The truth of the kingdom message that you carry. The, king, the, the, the truth against the truth of the kingdom that you are supposed to be expressing. You're lying against it. Praise the living God. But if you have bitter envy, so you need to check this. Don't claim to be a Christian when in your heart you are full of bitterness. You are full of envy. You are full of anger. You are lying against the truth of what you represent. Which is the kingdom of God. Are we here? So you need to check this if you truly 
claims to be in the kingdom. Because remember this, you are first the message before what you preach. Is that okay? Man wants to read Christ from you more than what you say. You are first the message before what you preach. That is why it's difficult for sometimes people to preach to other people if they have a flawed character. Is that okay? Hallelujah. But if you are bitter, envying, and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Praise God. Are you listening? No matter what you do, be transparent, be open. Is that okay? Now, get as much as possible. Things like envy, things like jealousy, things like backbiting, any of those things that are contrary to the plain truth that you carry, which is the kingdom message, you just need to get them out of your life. Because it doesn't represent who you represent. The Bible says we should be transparent. You know, people can literally be greeting you, good money or whatever, but in their heart, they have other things about you and concerning you. That is not what God's kingdom is all about. That's not what the message you're carrying is all about. Praise the living God. Are you following me? Right. When, when, you, when you greet somebody, let, let it be that what you are saying is actually from your heart. Don't have different thoughts about people yet to go greet them. No. Be open. Be transparent. Hallelujah. Go with me to Romans chapter 9. I'm going to unclick with the life of Jesus so that you can see the beauty and the glory that comes when you begin to live in a transparent life. Romans chapter 9 verse 1. I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness and the Holy Ghost. Now Paul is trying to say, I have been a Jewish man, but what I'm telling you is that when the Holy Spirit has ministered to me, I'm not deceiving you as touching the new season or the new order that I'm proclaiming. I lie not. But the key point I want you to pick there is the word conscience. Do you have a conscience? How is your conscience? When you do certain things, do you have any conscience that pricks you? I said, why did I do what I've done? Do you have it? It talks about a conscience in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Moral consciousness, that's what he's talking about here. Do you have a conscience? Do you, do you respond to your conscience in the things you do? Praise the living God. The Holy Spirit bearing with me with my conscience. I lie not. You got to be transparent as a believer. You got to be transparent as a citizen. I mean, a citizen of the kingdom of God. You don't go by lies. You don't go by deception. When you are giving a testimony, let it be a testimony. Don't add to it. These are simple things that. <laughs> we don't know if we think it doesn't matter. It does matter. Are we together? Praise the living God. Don't give false hope to people. No. Be transparent. Be open. <laughs> you, you should have a conscience. When you give a promise to someone and you can meet up with the promise, let your conscience judge you. And go to the individual and say, I'm sorry about this. I told you I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. I'm sorry about it. Do you understand that? I mean, when you fail people, do you have a conscience? Does it disturb you? No. To be a kingdom citizen who expresses the kingdom, your conscience should be able to judge you at any point in time. When you lie, your conscience should judge you. Are you still there with me? 
that we can trust you. When we know that you're beginning to live this kind of a life, we can trust you. At any point in time, we can trust you. God also can trust you. Because when God begins to trust you, I'll make you see things will begin to unfold on your behalf. Praise the living God. Are you done with me? Go to Hebrews 13 verse number 8. Paul speaking says, Hebrews 13, 8. Come on. 18, I'm sorry. Hebrews 13, 18. Pray for us. For we trust we have a good conscience in all things. How many things? All things. Willing to live honestly. It's transparency. Did you get that? Pray for us. For we trust we have a good conscience in all things, willing to live honestly. How honest are you? Hallelujah. These things are vital, vitally important. That we live an honest life. You live a truthful life. Wherever you find yourself, whatever relationship you're keeping, be honest with one another. Be truthful in your daily living. That's how to express the kingdom. It's not something that is coming tomorrow. It's where you are in now and God intends you to express this life. The life of honesty, the life of truthfulness. Hallelujah. We're talking about the conscience here, we're talking about the soul. Uh, what is morally good that have come to the blood of what morally good and bad promptings to be you know ability to communicate ability to see that this thing is wrong and this thing is right that's where your moral standard begins to stand up to live honestly and have a good conscience so there's a conscience that are good there are some conscience that are not good are you still there with me? Come on. Are we together? When he said we have a good conscience, that means there are some conscience that are no good. In fact, scripture refers to them as evil conscience of unbelief. Praise the living God. Kingdom lifestyle is what I'm trying to discuss with you. I know this is going to make us very calm and quiet, but it's very good. Because we're talking about a transparent society. We're talking about a transparent family. We're talking about a transparent world. Amen? Praise the Lord. We're talking about a system where if, if tomorrow we want to talk about, okay, we want, we want people to come into power, want people to come into authority, what kind of people are going to go there? The problem is, whoever is going there to be a ruler ought to be a person with a good conscience. Otherwise, even the thing you are fighting for will repeat itself when you get there. That's what we're talking about. How do we raise kingdom-minded people? They can even be in governance. It has people who have good conscience. Who's come to the place, I can't do this to my country. I can't do this to my people. I can't do this to my constituency. Men with good conscience. That's what we're talking about. That's how to express the kingdom. So you can develop a good conscience and be in place of power and express the kingdom in the atmosphere. A good legislator, a good house of assembly, person representing your constituency but with a good conscience, knowing that you are there for the purpose and the sake of the people, not for yourself, not for your family, not for your name. Good conscience. Praise the living God. Hold me to the book of First John. Chapter 3, verse 20. For in your 3, verse 20. For if our hearts, for John 3, verse 20, for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then have we confidence towards God. 
Now the point I want you to see here is the issue of conscience. When you do something, though your heart condemn you. That's where your conscience is alive. When you tell a lie, does your conscience condemn you? That tells you you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit talks about convicting us of sin. Are you there with me? If your heart condemn you, then you are not right with God. <laughs> are you still there with me? We are talking about people who live transparent life. Transparent in all realms, in all things. Good conscience, honest living. That's what we are talking about. Praise the living God. That is why I'm how you express the kingdom of God. That is how you make the kingdom of God known to people. That is how people come to trust in you as a believer. So that they want to follow you, they want to be part of you. Why? Because you're living an honest and transparent life that they can see. Hallelujah. Go with me to 2 Corinthians 12, verse number 15. 2 Corinthians 12, 15. The Bible says, Paul speaking, And I will be very gladly spent, I'll be spent for you. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. Paul speaking to Corinthian church, I can spend all my life for you. I'm doing the best I can. The more I try to love you, the less I am being loved. No other way you love more people than you love me. Look at verse 16. Be it also. Be it so. I did not burden you. Nevertheless, being crafty, I caught you with lies. <laughs> These are people that have double face. Huh? They think they are smart. This is a church that Paul himself founded. And they feel they were smart people. The Paul is saying, no, I caught you, even your own craftiness. This is not supposed to be part of what should be named among Christian believers. You swindle your own brother, you swindle your own sister. And you claim to be a believer? And you claim to be in the kingdom? You're telling lies. Hallelujah. Amen? The word guy there is so important. It's dolos. Which means a trick, a bait, craftiness, deceit, subtlety. That means you are like Satan. But the beast was the most subtle of all the animals that was created in the garden. That is Satan. Serpent was the most subtle. You are acting like Satan. Even towards your own brother. No commitment that can be held onto, even when you make one. Paul said, I caught you in your own craftiness. Maybe towards him. But these were Christian believers. Guess what? This was a church where you have all of the gift of the spirit being manifested. Prophecy, healing, science, wonder, miracles. Everything was right in that church. But they were already living what in craftiness and deception. That's not how to express the kingdom. Hallelujah. So let me show you, through our Lord Jesus Christ, the life of a transparent man. And then the benefit that comes from being transparent. Honesty, truthfulness, righteousness. Hebrews chapter 1, reading from verse number 8. Praise the living God. I need you to check your spirit as we're going on with this message. Hebrews 1, verse number 8. But not only son, is here thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of thy kingdom. That word righteousness 
also means straightforwardness. Transparency. Did you get that? What your throne is established on is being straightforward. No crookedness, no deception. You are straightforward. And it is your straightforwardness that is the bedrock of your throne. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you talk about set of righteousness, what I'm talking about. It's a rod of rectitude or straightforwardness. That's the word scepter. The authority of straightforwardness. Praise God. These are men that say truth. These are men that if they tell you a thing, you can believe whatever thing they are telling you. The foundation of the throne of the Lord is straightforwardness, transparency. Are you listening to this? And that's how I expect you to live your life. As a Christian believer, as someone in the kingdom of God, you express straightforwardness in whatever thing you do. Praise the Lord. Are we still together? Look, for those of you in business, for those of you in business, if you, tell, if you promise somebody, for instance, you're going to deliver a, a job tomorrow and you're unable to meet up before the evening, put a call through and may not be able to make it for one reason or the other. The job is delayed. Let the person know. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? Be straightforward. That is the foundation of Jesus' own throne. The throne of God is established on straightforwardness, on truthfulness, on a transparent level. No deception. No lies. Hallelujah. Now, come with me with NIV to Isaiah chapter 11. Let's look at verse 1 to 3. We're looking at the throne of Jesus. We're looking at how he is going to rule, how he is supposed to be ruling, which is the way you are supposed to be ruling. Your life, your home, your family, in your business place, as a leader. The foundation of your family should be built on straightforwardness. And I be A shoot will come up from the trump of Jesse, from his root branch will be a fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord, he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. He will not. That is why you can't pass and accept every information you hear without conviction if you must walk as a kingdom believer. Hallelujah. Yesterday we were discussing when we went out with another pastor. And I was like, oh, this is what, oh, this is that. I said, no, listen, pastor. Exodus 23 tells us something. Do not join the multitude to be a word false witness. As a believer, you must not walk by what you hear and what you see naturally. It's going to be by the conviction of the spirit. There has to be a witness. Hallelujah. If Jesus were to go by what man tells him, he will he will end up having unrighteous judgment. Look at the next verse. Let me show you. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decision for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lip, will he slay the wicked. Now the rod and the breath of his lip, you have to understand, I'm not talking about a big rod, a big stick. No, the word of God. Hallelujah. 
So Jesus will not judge. Why is his throne on straightforwardness? It is from that foundation that he judges people. He is straightforward. Praise the Lord. You see people can literally be fighting themselves because of news that is going on. Because this one believe this news, this one believe this one. You understand that? Now, most of the people that are writing this thing, they are just bloggers. Just blogging. You, you carry that, you fighting. Fighting your wife or fighting your brother. People just write their own opinion. They have no evidence in the things they say. Hallelujah. Last week I was reading something that happened, I think, in one of the eastern countries. And it was in East Nigeria. Huh? And somebody came down and said, look, this, in fact, during the SARS, the SARS, there's the buried one young man, University of Unsuka also, over there. And they, they not put a tarpaulin on him, I mean, NSAS, you understand that? And they were saying, oh, this guy was killed at Lekito Gate. But the senior brother said, no, this guy died in an accident. The senior brother said, this, my brother died in an accident. University of Unsuka student. But what was on the news? Answers. And people were believing in and writing a manner of comments. You can't be a Christian that way. But you don't have evidence of what you're saying? No. Your throne is not being established on what? Straightforwardness. Praise the living God. You know, people say all manner of things because of the opinion that they have. About people, about individuals. You can't join such camps. Jesus will not join by what he hears or what he sees. That means he's going to have a weakness of the spirit, a good conscience. Are you still there with me? That's how you express the kingdom of God. So we're in the midst of people. We're not just going to be saying whatever thing they say. When you come out with what you're saying, remember, can put your finger on it and say, yes, what this man is saying is the truth. Because they have a witness of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Okay. Go with me now, again, to the book of Hebrews. Let me show you. Hebrews chapter 1. Verse 9. Good conscience, honest living, being truthful and forward in what you do. Straightforwardness. Verse 9. Go back to verse 8. Let's take it again. Down to verse 9. But under his son, he said, The throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter. Straightforwardness eh, of righteousness is the scepter of the kingdom. In other words, the power that is controlling your kingdom, your throne, is straightforwardness. It's righteousness. Straightforwardness. The authority of your throne is straightforwardness. Hallelujah. Verse 9. That has loved righteousness, that hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Oh, glory. Are you there with me? This is the characteristics of a just ruler or governor, if you will. He hates to suppress people, he hates to oppress people. If we only can really have Christian leaders come to the place of power. This is why the Bible says when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. Who are the righteous now? Those who throne and establish a word of righteousness. The people rejoice. There will be no oppression or suppression. Is that okay? There will be support true to prevail because the man sitting on that throne has the throne established on what? Unrighteousness. Now, when he says the Lord has anointed these about our fellow, what is that supposed to mean? 
That means Jesus was anointed as a prophet, a priest, and a king. Nobody in Israel ever had those three offices conferred on him except the Lord alone. Samuel was a prophet and a judge. Check through the scriptures. That's what he's saying here. The Lord has anointed thee above thy fellows. No human being carried those three offices as it were a compared to Jesus. That's what he's talking about. Now why did he have to come to that place? Because your throne is established on what? On righteousness. Hallelujah. Are we still here? So you need to come to this understanding. And for me, it's very critical. Now one of the things that can cause you to move with the gift of the Spirit is being straightforward in your living. These offices, even if you have to walk through them or to manifest them, God is going to test the throne foundation that you're going to be operating from. So Jesus walked through being a prophet, being a priest, being a king. Why? Because his throne is to establish a word of righteousness, straightforwardness. So one of the things that enables you to rise in your spiritual capacity to function in different dimensions in the spirit realm is what? Straightforwardness of your foundation. The seat you're sitting on, what qualifies our seat to produce life is straightforwardness. Righteousness, which is straightforwardness, no deception, no craftiness, no lies. Praise the living God, somebody. Are you following what I'm saying here? I need you to get it. Even if your business is going to go on to move from one level to another, it's going to be founded on this foundation. So growth in life, come on now, growth in life in every realm is to be established on true righteousness, which is what? Transparency. Being transparent. The more transparent you become in your dealings, the more God promotes you in your dealings. Are you following what I'm talking about? Tell your neighbor the truth. Stop lying to people. Live the life that God has ordained for you. If you don't have, you don't have. If you have, you have. It's God that gives men power to get wealth. Don't make promises you can't keep. Don't give hope to people that you can't fulfill. Be honest with everybody you're dealing with. Whether in business, in every circle you find yourself. Be honest. Jesus was honest. So the Lord anointed him above his fellows. What others could not get, he got it. Why? Because the foundation of his throne was that of straightforwardness. It was transparent. And God moved him from one level to another level. From one glory to another glory. From being a prophet, to being a priest, to being a king, which nobody else experienced in Israel. Why? Because your throne is established what? On righteousness. Straightforwardness. The scepter of the kingdom is the scepter of righteousness. Are you see that? So he was exalted above anybody else you can think about. As far as the offices are consigned, nobody had the privilege of coming into those realms that Jesus had. But what qualified him to come to that? Transparency. Righteousness. Which is truthfulness. Straightforwardness. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says, What's the next thing? And thou Lord in the beginning has led the foundation of the earth. No, go back to verse number nine there. I'll show you that there's something I need to pick up. Thou have love, righteousness, and hate iniquity for the God that God has anointed thee above thy fellow with what? The oil 
of gladness. That's what I want you to pick. The oil of gladness. Oh, there's a kind of joy that comes to you. We start walking in this room here. Gladness is to express the festivities which took place on the inauguration of kings. In other words, remember when I want to crown a king, there's a lot of festivity that takes place. Is that okay? That's what the gladness is talking about there. By implication, the day you were anointed as a priest, there was gladness. When you were anointed as a prophet, there was gladness. When you were anointed as a king, there was gladness. What is that supposed to mean? When you start walking in this level of life, there's a level of gladness that comes to you that no man can take from you. Praise the living God. Every day there's going to be an elevation. In the things that God is bringing your way, joy will be coming to you. Gladness will be what you experience every day. Why? Because you're walking in this realm of straightforwardness. You are just transparent. No deception. There's a reward you get. There's a result that comes to you from being frank without living in deception, without living in craftiness. Are you following that? The oil of gladness is not just something unique, separate from anything. But it's something that comes in when you are being promoted, spiritually and otherwise, from one level of life to another level. Because the scepter of your throne is the scepter of heart of righteousness, straightforwardness. So joy comes to you every day. Gladness comes to you every day. You experience your elevation in the spirit. You move from one level of life to another level of life. Your experience continues to upgrade. And anytime there's an upgrade in your experience, there's a kind of joy you receive that people themselves can't even think about. Praise the living God. Are you following me? You see... Just the way you are now, for instance, you start walking in, in righteousness, start walking in this thing we're discussing, and guess what? All of a sudden, the Lord moves you from the level you are to another level. You begin to see things in the spirit, you begin to experience things in the spirit. There's a kind of joy you receive that nobody else can take from you. Nobody can take that joy from you. Hallelujah. Are you following this? When you start walking this way, things will begin to come your way. There are a kind of blessings that comes your way because there have to be an elevation, there have to be an upgrade. And there's a joy that comes your way that no man can take from you. Why? Because you're walking in straightforwardness. Your dealings are straight, genuine. There's no mixture in it. Remember, the throne is established on a transparency glass. So your throne, which is to be established in terms of rulership, should be on a transparent level. And when that happens, there's an oil of gladness that comes to your life that no man can take from you. You don't get this in service. You don't get this in people laying hands on you. You get it by the life you live. Because the promotion comes from God. Hallelujah. Are we sit together? What am I saying? We are in the kingdom. And God expects us to live a life of what? Transparency. We should be honest with one another. We should be plain with one another. We should be transparent in our dealings. Men should see us to be transparent people. And by so doing, we are expressing what? The kingdom of God. There's a mighty power, rulership and dominion that begins to come to us when we begin to live this kind of life. There's an elevation that we begin to experience. A promotion that we begin to get. Even in the spirit dimension. Remember, we're talking of Jesus moving from that of a priest to a prophet, from a prophet to a king. There's an elevation that talks, takes place in your life. There is a manifold wisdom of the manifestation of God's grace that begins to come to you. Why? Because you are living a transparent life. Even in this society, men will look for you. What did the Bible say? Those who serve God in these things, they are acceptable to God and to men. Approved of God and acceptable to men. Men will look for you. If they see you to be a transparent person, men will look for you. No matter what happened. I once had a friend. I mean, still a friend anyway. Some few years ago, they were doing election in their community. And they just said, no, we want this man to be the next counselor in our community. He never contested election. They knew him to be straightforward, transparent in his dealings. The community picked him and said, we want him to be the counselor. He didn't go for any election. I mean, contesting election, carrying ballot buses, whatever. You come and be the next counselor here. Why? 
will trust you. That's kingdom expression. He's a pastor. Right? That's how to express the kingdom. You go there by the ticket that you already purchased. Not the ticket of a political party, but the ticket of straightforwardness that people have come to discover or around you. They can recommend you for a job that you never applied for. They can recommend you for a business that you never quoted for. Are you still listening to me? Why? Because you are transparent. Some of you, to be honest, there are some Christians that can never recommend, even if there is an opportunity for them to go into. There are some I just can't think about recommending. Because you recommend them, their performance there will be a shadow upon your life. Praise the living God. So God intends us to live a transparent life. That we begin to receive gladness coming to us. Even when we don't ask for it. For you have been anointed with the oil of gladness above that fellow. You've received that anointing. You receive that grace, that glorification from the Lord. Why? Because you're living in uprightness. You quote him for a job. Don't ever think you want to make one million for a single contract that you want to engage in. Depend on the kind of job anyway. Praise the living God. A project they're going on. Somebody came in to quote for for windows. Quoted for windows. Another person came in and quote for the same windows. We had this other the, the, the second person quoting for sixty-seven thousand. But the first man is quoting for one hundred and twelve thousand. Think about that. The same thing. I want to go these two quotations. Somebody recommended the first guy to me. We called him. I said, "Come, say yes." How do you go with this discrepancy? The division is just too high. He said, oh no, that guy is using not quality material. I'm using quality material. I said, which one is your material? He said, Nigeria. Nigeria aluminum. I said, okay, let's go and check what this man is using. We check in the same Nigeria. And I told him, sir, get out of my sight and never you come back here. He said, no, I will do it at the price of that man. I said, no, I don't want you here anymore. Just go and quote somewhere else. You want to make the whole million in one job. How are you going to succeed? Because all of those tricks will be discovered without you knowing it. I don't know if I get what I'm talking about. That's how I lost the contracts. He was about to do all of the jobs there. He lost everything. In fact, the guy that brought him became ashamed. And he came to me and said, Sorry, sir, I didn't know this guy was going to behave like this. I said, yes, it's not your fault. You were trying to help him. He lost everything. Are you following what I'm talking about? Listen, be transparent in your dealing. The guy that is going to do, who did his ceiling? He came to me, we were discussing to seal the house. And he gave me an illustration. But it was not on this. I think you were there. I can't remember. They did a job for somebody. Three of them. Some few years back. They made so much money out of the job. And they went back to the man and said, Sir, the job you gave to us, we bought three cars out of it. The man said, You are a good man. For coming back to tell me that you made money. He said, I'm happy you made money to buy your own car from my job. So therefore, any other job around, you are going to be the one to do it. Being transparent. He didn't, they didn't hire the money. The car they bought, they drove it there. And the man had to say, come, let's go and have some fishing for buying this car and for the job I give to you. Being transparent. Praise the living God. But you see, you'll be quoting for a job, you, you quote above so that you make so much money in one job. The day this contract is discovered, you lose everything. I will never get a job around our premises anymore. Be honest with your dealing. Be honest with people. Be transparent with people. Stop adding figures with your Bible. Huh? Is anybody following what I'm talking about? 
Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.